Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by Electrifying Pink Kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fave, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Lady Blooding, Naughty and Nice, Butepain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Fire Good and His Good Boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Linus X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Blessed, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Pumpkin Pie, Ms. Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, Wee Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Forrest, BP Bryn, Ray S., Crash Override, Becca, Sir Sin, Little Bean, Kinky Bear, I Am A Baby Bitches, Barbie, Frost, Sinful and Naughty, Coffee and Chaos, Navigator Bard, Noir, Haley's Comet. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Is it my turn? You can start this when I can promise. Can I speak? Can I speak? You can. I gave you permission. As podcast dom. Are you the podcast dom today? Well, or podcast bitch, whichever one we're going with. Same thing. Yeah. In our world. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So podcast, as the podcast bitch, I give you permission to start this episode. Oh, you're too kind. Oh, you're welcome. I don't even have anything clever. I just like would go straight into it. Oh, well, that's not fun. I'm sorry. We didn't do anything fun this weekend, so we can't talk about that. Well, I could talk about what I didn't do and how fun that was. What didn't you do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> that was what the point was. I have been going nonstop since September. So like six weeks in a row of going out every weekend, doing stuff, not getting enough sleep. And I decided, I made the determination that this <laughs> weekend was going to be my do nothing weekend. Which actually isn't what happened. I did a lot, but it was a different kind of. It was do stuff. Kinkless. It was it what? Well, well, it was it was about kink, but not the doing of the do kink. Do the kink. You researched the kink. Right. But I made the determination that my goal this weekend was I was not leaving the house, I was not putting on makeup, I was not doing my hair, and I was not wearing a bra. Okay. Well, I did all of those things today. I told you you didn't have to wear a bra to come over here. Well, listen, bitch. I got to go grocery shopping when I'm done okay, here. So I need a fucking bra. bra and okay. I need some eyeshadow or something because I ain't going out with my eyes looking all like dead. Well, not on a day like today. I've done that where I've gone without any eye makeup on and then I just wear my sunglasses the whole time. But it's overcast I here. Can't so you can't do that because I will trip. You could trip with it without them on. I trip in bare feet. 
It's very fascinating. But I did accomplish already like six things off my to-do list. And I have another like six things to do. But a lot of Don't them Don't worry, we'll add more by the end of the day. Well, I always. We've already added more just in our recording. I've got to design like two more t-shirts. Three. Three. Three? I thought it was just two. Brat. All the parts of speech of brat. Not all. Uh, yeah, another not all. And there was something else. I swear to God. Oh, zero day since my last yes. kerfuffle. Okay, so three. I was three. right. Yeah, but the one for the zero day since my last kerfuffle, the, the um, graphic is already done. I just have to send you the transparent version. Okay, so it's work for me, not necessarily you. Right. Okay. And Got again, it. I'm not making any noise here, folks. You're I resting your that. boobs against the thing. No, it's you. You're the one moving. I wasn't I wasn't moving. moving. You're moving the table. Look, when you do this, it moves everything. I okay, did that move didn't the do table. <laughs> I tried to do it on purpose and nothing happened. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> See? Not me. Mike fell. <laughs> Wait. How bad was that? It wasn't too bad. He was a little bit <laughs> off. So I don't have my iPad with me. So instead of actually watching watching the sound waves spikes in this case instead of watching them spike up and down like i normally do i'm looking at the notes and i'm not watching and then i don't know if mike is dead or alive right now poor baby he's so he puts up with a lot i'm so sorry i, I know how he feels excuse you <laughs> ex fucking excuse you what what you are so rude you know it, babe. Apparently, I am very rude, too, because I told somebody <laughs> they would have to wait in order to hear our jokes. And I gave them the exact date. I don't think that's that rude. Mm -hmm. I gave them the exact date that they would have to wait until. I mean, it's not that far off. It's just like a week and a half. Two weeks? About two weeks. I don't think I'm rude. Okay. I was called rude and then very rude. That is rude. That's so rude. So rude. Violet. <sighs> So one of the things <laughs> that that I, I do, one of the many things that I do, is I'm constantly scouring the world for new ideas for episodes or graphics on social media. And one of the ways that I do this is I subscribed on Google Alerts. Uh-huh. You okay there? I'm not doing it. You totally were. Nope. <laughs> Uh, guys, I wish we had video so I could prove my point that this time it was so not me. Aha, uh -huh, but you do not have video, in which case it is my word against yours. Yeah, it you totally didn't. Nope. I subscribe to Google Alerts where I get alerted on anything having to do with kink or BDSM. Now, some of them are helpful and interesting, and we're going to start a new series called Kink in the News. Mm-hmm. And she's will, already collecting. I'm already collecting. And some are not so much helpful because if they talk about, you know, the band, the kinks, that comes up. If they talk about working out the kink in your neck, that comes up. It, it's an issue. But I did come across a very cool article that I thought would be fun for us to discuss. And when Rara thinks something's fun. Means we're doing it. We have to do it. <laughs> So I guess you guys will have to let me know if you think this is fun or not. I mean, it's too late because we'll have already recorded it, but it'll help us for the future. But listen, you know what? We always hear about people that like talk back to us or yell with us in the car. So they'll probably be doing it while we're doing it. 
They can play too. I hope so. All right. So this is an article by Pride Magazine called 13 Non-Sexual Reasons You Should Date a Kingster. Okay, let's do it. And I want to give credit to the writers of this article, Zachary Zane and Andrew J. Stillman. Okay, Zachary Zane is a cool name. All right. I'm very curious to see if we agree or disagree. With each other or the writers? Yes. Okay. (laughs) It's always complicated. (laughs) I thought that was pretty simple. So the article starts off and says there's a lot more. I said it's complicated. You said I thought it was simple. See? Prove my point. (laughs) Oh, God. We've already started. (laughs) Sorry. You started. You started it. 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 Hey, Rara. Hey, Dara. We have to put on our angry eyes. Oh, angry eyes. We're starting a war. (laughs) Grr, arg. (laughs) Okay. We really do need to film this shit. (laughs) I don't know if that'd be good or bad. People might lose respect for us. Well, then we'd have to wear makeup. And a bra. Oh, heaven forbid. I am not not okay with that. That is a hard limit. (laughs) I didn't do it. I am nowhere near. I have near. not moved. I, it's the bottom is right into your cleavage. It's going. No, it's not. That's a good three or four inches away. No, because you backed up. <laughs> okay, I inhaled. You're right. It's a little bit close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the article starts off and says there's a lot more to kinky people than you think. Yeah. Okay, we can agree on that, right? I'm leaning way, way back right now. All right. It also says there's a personality type that often accompanies someone kinky. Uh, sure. There's I, I per, think, there's personality with kinky people. Sure, we all have those. I think that's such a generalization that seems a little untrue. I'm an extrovert. Not everybody's an extrovert. I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm an exhibitionist. I am Not so not. I'm definitely aware. Exhibitionist. I, I mean, there's. I'm not shy. I can be. I know a lot of shy kinksters. I I really find that to say that there's a certain personality type that accompanies someone kinky that you that means you could look at somebody and go, oh, you're kinky. Okay, look, I've done that several times, though. At your munch in the parking lot, I saw a couple walking in the parking lot. They had just parked. I got out of my car. I was heading to the to the entrance. I took one look. And I said to Daddy J, I was like, they're, they're, they're one of us. And what made you think that? Because the girl was so totally a little. Okay, but that's not a personality. Tr- that's, that would be like saying everybody who acts like that is a kinkster. I know, but they were heading toward the, the restaurant. Right, so, so it was, was like, also clearly, clearly they're one of us. But if you go into a, a toy store, mm-hmm. not everybody who's in the toy store Who's an adult is a little. I know. My husband buys Legos. He's not a little. And I know middles who like that's their thing. Forget stuffies. It's Legos. Yeah, that's pretty fun. My problem with Legos is that once I put them together following the instructions, I don't want to take them apart. Why would you? Well, because now you because it means you can only play with it once. Yeah, but then it's a display item. Right. I have a question. How do you like move house with a completed Lego? Oh, that is a good question. I've never done it, but now there are several in my house. 
I know people who have like big um, Death Star, like the, yeah, the different things. Like a pirate ship. I feel like there would be, or Hogwarts. There's like a lot of delicate, tiny pieces that are like, what do you do with that? Okay. So listeners, can you let us know, please? Just in case. I mean, like, I don't have any plans to move right now, but Daddy J has a lot of Legos now. And I'm very, I'm curious. All right. So we'll wait to hear from the listeners. I'm sure someone's done it. Probably. The article goes on to continue a personality type that is open, understanding, introspective, and daring, making them the perfect partner. Wrong. Obviously, they've never met some of our one true way kinksters. Exactly who I was thinking. <laughs> and if you want to hear about those, please listen to our last episode. The uh, Kerfuffles. The Kerrara's latest Kerfuffles where there was definitely some people who were not that open or understanding or introspective. So here are, according to this article, the 13 reasons you should date someone kinky that have nothing to do with sex. Although that's a good reason too. I mean, sex is hot. Right. Let's start with number one. Okay. I will, let me explain it fully and then you can argue. Okay. Number one, they're open to new experiences. Kinky people are open to making new connections, collecting experiences, and trying novel activities that push the boundaries. Not all kinksters are like that. Dara, how often do you try new things? Almost never. <laughs> Rara, how often do you try new things? Every week. Exactly. Uh, no, that's a no for me. I have, I have my limits and I have stuck to them and they have pretty much not changed. And my favorite current activities used to be hard limits. Okay, then. See? Not all kinksters are open to new activities. I just... I, I just I mean, the generalization of this whole article is going to bug me. I know. <laughs> like, I think every single one of these, I'm going to say no, 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 no. It's going to be a very long episode. I mean, listen, a lot of these do pertain to me. So I'm apparently the kinkster they're talking about. So anybody wants to date me? Be prepared. Be very prepared. Don't date me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I, I think to, that's the problem with generalizations in the first place mm -hmm. is it doesn't apply. And there's definitely the stereotype of what a kinkster is like. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, they put it all down to good stuff. They The, the stereotype is good stuff, but not everybody feels that way. No, there's bad stuff too. Okay. So, number two, they're willing to trust others. <clears throat> trust is the most necessary component of any BDSM type encounter. Without trust, neither you nor he will ever be able to enjoy it. Okay, well, scratch the he. Well, Say it's they. coming from Pride Magazine written by two men. So, Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, while I 100% agree with the whole trust is a necessary component and without it, you will not be able to enjoy it, that part I 100% agree with. But the whole willing to trust others, not necessarily. It depends on who it is. I don't trust everybody. I actually feel the kinkier I've gotten, the less trusting I am. Oh, that makes sense. Explain that. Because my expectations are higher. Yes. And I've seen enough people who don't meet those expectations. Listen, your expectations in the beginning were in the toilet. So there was only going up from there. Well, because I didn't know any better. Right. Now you But do. the more I know, the more I know what I need, what I should expect. And because the kinks that I partake in are risky. Yeah, you're telling me. Right? They're riskier. 
So now my expectations have moved up even further. And so while I would say, am I willing to trust others? Yes. Uh, But you really need to earn that trust. And it's much harder to earn my trust now. Especially to, uh, my trust levels are different for topping and bottoming. Okay, yeah. So as a top, I don't necessarily need to trust you as much because I'm in control. I will just stop doing Mm -hmm. whatever. Okay, that was totally me. Um, I will stop doing whatever it is that I'm doing if there's an issue. But if I'm going to bottom to you, then that level of trust is high. I am giving you the power to really harm me. And I need to have the trust that you're not going to abuse that power or me. And so while I'm willing to trust you, it's going to take a fucking hell of a lot before I do trust you. You know, it always never ceases to amaze me, though. When we're demo topping, the amount of trust people like just people we have never met before in our lives will probably never see again. Let us hurt them. Just they're like, oh, you're you're a demo top. Okay, I'm going to trust you. Like, okay, they let me put needles in their body. Oh, my God. Did I tell you I had a dream that you did that to me the other day? Dream or a nightmare? Uh, It was a dream. Okay. I wasn't scared in the dream. I probably would be if it was real life. But in the dream, I I wasn't. No. Dreams do not come true all the time. Rah, rah. Oh. A dream is a was is a wish. Is a dream come true? A dream is a wish your heart makes. There we go. Cinderella was full of shit. <laughs> that bitch married a man she just met because he had a foot fetish. Okay, no. Well, he had a castle. Yeah. Do you know the responsibility that comes with that? No, thank you. Yeah, I'm totally okay with it. Mm-mm. As long as the tiaras come with it too. <laughs> a real one. Yeah. No. Not on your Though fucking life. I don't life. know. Those shoes looked uncomfortable. Those glass shoes. Yeah. Talk about blisters. Anyway, no, the man had a foot fetish and she married him because of that. Do you think she's ever going to get away with not wearing cute little slippers that show off her toesy posies? No. She had cute feet. Okay, so what? Only small, tiny feet are cute? Shut up, Rara. My Shops small, in the kids tiny, section. My small, tiny feet will sit over here by myself. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin still shops in the kids section for her small, tiny feet, too. I, I can. <laughs> I talked myself out of these really adorable boots at Target that were in the kids section because mm-hmm. I said I don't need them. I just had ordered two pairs of pink boots, mm-hmm. one of which has arrived and the other which is stuck in Jamaica, New York, and I'm waiting. Oh, I've got something in Jamaica, New York right now, too. Shein? No. Uh, something from France. Okay. It's um some it's a new makeup. So oh, yeah, I yeah. got these really cute. And as soon as I get them, I will put them on and take pictures because these are these are Rara boots. Oh, I'm sure they are. They're pink. Yep. And yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, literally? yeah. Oh, no. I saw the picture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Though those are Rara boots. <laughs> They're going to be so Barbie. Oh, my God. Yes. You're going to be Knuff. I will be Knuff. All right. Back to willing to trust others. Yes. Do you find you are more or less willing to trust others the longer you've been in kink? So my problem is I've never trusted others. Like, I have too much shit in my past to trust anyone very easily. Um, I have to get to know you very, very well in order to trust you, which is why some of my negotiations for my bigger scenes take months. And why 
if I were to ever de- do noodle noodles, <laughs> I won't use noodles that big. I promise. <laughs> they will not be noodle sized. <laughs> I would not do that. Rara to you. attaches a piece of spaghetti to a needle. Voomp, so right through. Now I want to do a noodle scene. Did I ever tell you that my ears? I actually had the, had them gauged down to twelve. No. I could literally take a hoop earring and flip it all the way through. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. I tell you, shocked. And I had six piercings in my left ear, four in my right ear. I only have one in each ear. Mm-hmm. And a belly button piercing. I have that. Yeah. But like I've done all this shit and yet I cannot do needles. I have not. I've contemplated my nipple piercing, but... I had such a rough, horrible experience with my belly button. I'm very hesitant. Oh, really? It got infected. Oh, mine was fine. And my other fear is that some people say it makes their nipples more sensitive. I cannot handle more sensitive nipples. I don't need They're that. They're already totally sensitive. I don't need that in my life. But I do like the idea of a lot of jewelry. Uh, yes. And you'll probably get the pink beaded ones. Um, and crowns. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, so trust is hard for you. Yeah, it always has been. Um, like, I get, there are certain people, like, if they were going to do something, it would be rah-rah. I would trust our friend Highland Tiger. I would trust T. But if you notice, these are all people I've known for years. Yeah. Years in order to do anything. And even as much as you trust me, you still won't let me come near you with a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, rah-rah's going to come at me with, like, a pool noodle and a spaghetti noodle and be like, it's noodle time. <laughs> Ooh, new kink unlocked. <laughs> beat Rara with a beat Dara with a pool noodle. I have I have a toy with a pool noodle in it. Wait, no. What can we do with spaghetti noodles, though? Because you could just get like a, a sheaf of spaghetti noodles and go whap, 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 whap. And make a flogger out of them. <laughs> wet or dry? Uh, wet would work best. Did you know that my mother, when I was younger, whenever she would, quote, say that she's going to punish me. For something, it was like, it was a joke, right? She would say, that's it. 40 lashes with a wet noodle. Okay. And, and I have to defend your mom for a second. Why? Is that a Jewish thing? It's not a Jewish thing, but it is a thing from from the generation. Because I used to say stuff like that, too, all the time. That, but she's a boomer. Yeah, but she's still, how, how, how much older than me is she? Oh, my God, not that much. She's actually closer to your age than me. Yeah. You're 18 Teen years older, older than me. I think you're... 17 years younger than my mother yeah i used to say that we used to we grew up being with and i don't know where it started i don't but either. we used to say things like all the time i'm gonna hit you with a wet noodle she would literally say every time 40 lashes with a wet noodle yeah it was the same specifically it's not it was that's not your mom that's a generational time thing we used to say that all the time i used to say it too Oh, my God. Okay. the other thing she would do is accuse me of being drunk every time i came out of my bedroom because i would always hiccup no, that's your mom. Okay. <laughs> I'd get the hiccups for some really weird reason whenever I came out of my room. And she goes, is the bottle still under the tape under the bed? I'm like, yep. I was like 11. All right, ready? Yeah. Ready for number three? No. Because this one, I can't wait to see your reaction to this one. Oh, boy. <laughs> number I just three, read it. They know how to have a good time. True. They're always going to be the life of the party and everyone will love to see the two of you together. If they're talking about me and you... Yes. yes. If they're talking about other people we know, no. They're talking about me. Yes. True. Well, me too, because I'll do that too. I am I the love life of parties. the party. Uh, hello, I can be too. 
I didn't say you couldn't. <sighs> Never said you couldn't be. <sighs> I'm scoffing. <laughs> scoff. Scoff, scoff. Scoff, scoff, scoff. Yeah, no, I know plenty of people who are wallflowers at kink parties. They have social anxiety. I know a ton of them with social anxiety. The last thing they would want to do is call that much attention to themselves. So basically every single one of these is an overgeneralization and we're just going to go, not all. But it's not even that. Uh, if you asked me, I would tell you, has been my experience, and correct me if I'm wrong and I know you will, <laughs> um, the vast majority of kinksters I know have some sort of social anxiety and would not want to be the life of the party. There's quite a few. Yes. I mean, you mostly, it's just like any other party. You've got the one who's like, I'm here. Let the party begin. And then you've got the one hugging the wall and it's like, oh my God, what am I doing here? What am I fucking doing here? This is like every party, vanilla, kink or otherwise. The amount of people I know who are like, okay, I'm really proud of myself. I got out of the house and I'm here. Yes. And we're like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're so brave. So, I, yeah, I don't know quite where they got these stereotypes from, but man. All right, number four. They're willing to be vulnerable. Kinky men and women are willing to be vulnerable. They're willing to put themselves on the line and be exposed, naked, both literally and figuratively. Hell the fuck no. The amount of kinksters I know who will never get undressed at an event. Me. Dara. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, you know what? Daddy J did that before I did. And it, he had not been kinking nearly as long. You remember when he got into the vac cube? Oh, yeah. He had to be completely fucking naked. I wouldn't even go topless. And I've been naked pretty much my whole life. Yeah, you started that way. <laughs> you're you're going to keep going. Well, I am because you do know in Judaism we are buried naked. Yeah. I, you started that way. You're going to end that, that way. way. Mm -hmm. And yeah. everything in between. The you know how you know how we know a party starts at Rara's house? I'm naked. Rara gets naked. But that's really funny because a lot of times people will come to me and they'll be like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get naked at these parties. I'm like, you take off your clothes. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> no, it's it's because Rara is an extreme extrovert. Like that's well, it's what even she does. Before I was a kinkster, when I was vanilla, I never had a problem getting naked. It, I just that's never. just a personality. It just well, part of it is I went to summer camp every summer, and if you weren't comfortable getting naked in front of the other girls, you got grief. Yeah, I never did that, and I've always been of the opinion it's just a body. Like we all relatively have the same thing. If you were, you know, we all have some level of boobs, whether you're male or female, or in between. You know, the genitalia is mostly the same. As I always joke, men's penises are on the outside because otherwise they would never be able to find it. <laughs> it wasn't right there in front of him. Have you ever seen a guy try to find something in the fridge? You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've seen so many TikToks with that recently. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't understand that. And I don't think that, but meanwhile, as much as I am very comfortable being naked and just stripping my clothes off, being vulnerable emotionally and mentally, oh, I, uh, no, <laughs> just no. Yeah, and I can do that. I mean, only with certain people, but yeah, I can do that. No problem. I could count on one hand the number of people I can be vulnerable that way. Okay. Well, if we're doing it that way, me too. Because like I said, to do any of this, I have to know them and be tight with them and trust them for years or I can't. Well, I'm not even talking about from a kink standpoint. I am less vulnerable from a kink standpoint than I'm talking about being vulnerable from an emotional standpoint. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. From a kink standpoint, I yeah, I can easily get vulnerable kinky guys. Mm -hmm. If you consider being vulnerable, meaning allowing them to hurt me, literally. Yeah, and see, I won't do that. All right, so uh, can I do number five? Because this, one, number five? this one's okay, amusing. Go. They'll always have something to talk about. <laughs> um, pre Pretty much accurate. This is probably one of the only ones that I can say is completely well, read, accurate. Read, read the I know. thing underneath. You might not like what they have to say, and some of their stories may feel a bit wild. True. But one thing's for sure, they'll always have an interesting story to tell. Accurate. Oh, so accurate. I can't think of a single kinkster that we've ever met that doesn't have some sort of story about a kink. Can talk about their kink forever. Like, I can't think of one single person. Unless they're just now starting out. And even then, they'll ask a shit ton of questions. That's what I tell new people when they're like, well, I have a question, but I'm afraid to ask. And I'm always like, don't be afraid to ask. There's nothing kinksters love more than talking about kink. Oh, my God. Hours. Remember, Rara, you were trying to figure out what exactly to talk about for uh, an hour straight or a half hour straight for your million dollars? Yeah. I, yeah, not a problem. How do you narrow that down? I can't. Ever tell you that I actually did? So, like, I was writing a novel or whatever, because, you know, you do. And um, I was doing a road trip from South Carolina back up to Maryland. And my person who was in the seat next to me at the time fell asleep and I had to drive the entire time myself, which was horrendous. But I kept myself awake just by talking to the unconscious person next to me the entire time about whatever the fuck came into my head. First, it was about six hours of just the novel. And then I went into kinks and then like just pretty much everything I could think of. Oh, see, now I would just put music on my favorite music and just sing the whole time. No, that would have made me sleep. Yep. So, yeah, so they got something right. It yeah. only took us to number five. Let's see if there's anything else. Yeah. All right. Number six. Nope. Can I read it first to the people? Okay. They can't see this list. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to take away your rights to this list. If you no, you cannot. I've already seen it. Okay. Number six. They have serious introspection. People who engage in kinky sex are thinkers. <laughs> They're self-aware. They evaluate why they do things. They question who they are and what they want to be. They critically challenge what society has deemed taboo and decide for themselves what's right and wrong. Yes and no. Again. The majority of ones that we know, the trustworthy ones, yes, entirely correct. However, if you listen to Rara's kerfuffle episode in the last episode, there are some not very self-aware people. But even being self-aware, right? I evaluate why I do things. I don't know why. That's the part that I like the best, actually figuring out why. I don't know why. I can tell you what it means to me. All right. So, for instance, I, ch I like to challenge myself and I like to do more than I did last time. I, I, I mean, I can tell you what I like about it. Is that why I do them? I don't know. Could I do the same thing doing something else? Probably. So why kink? Why needles? versus wax play why impact versus fire i don't that i couldn't tell you why uh do i critically challenge what society's deemed taboo and decide for myself what is right and wrong yes well yeah absolutely i i that little tiny part there i would say is pretty much all of us all kinksters 
because it is considered taboo. It is considered outside of what society would consider norm. And we still do it anyway, because to us, it's not wrong. Well, and even within kink, we are challenging what's right and wrong. Because I know they're talking about kinky sex particularly because this article is about why you should date a kinkster. Right. But within the kink community, we are constantly fighting this idea that kink has to be about sex. As people who identify uh, in the little category. Oh, don't get me started. I just saw something on that the other right? day. Right. We're constantly fighting this idea that it's pedophilia. It's not. Or the idea that if even those who agree it's not pedophilia, they still feel that you shouldn't have sex when you're in that headspace versus those of us who go, what about dark age play? Listen, listen, listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. BDSM is between consenting adults. Done. End of story. Other than that, who the fuck cares? I think Rara is batshit crazy for half the shit she does. I think I'm batshit crazy. Okay. I do it anyway. Exactly. To her, it's fine. I think it's so massively wrong. Oh my fucking God. But to her, it's fine. So it it doesn't fucking matter what my opinion is. It's rah-rah. She is informed. She still consents. Done. I'm not going to stop her. No. She's just going to run away. Yeah. I'm not watching it <laughs> because it fucking terrifies me. And as much as I am fighting and challenging what society has deemed taboo, I say to Dara, I'm about to do blood play. You're going to want to leave. Mm-hmm. And I do. Because I'm not challenging what she thinks. She's just giving me fair warning because it is within my boundaries. I don't want to see it. So therefore, she gives me the opportunity to run away. If she says, hey, I'm about to do blood. You may want to leave. And I stay. That's on me. Oh, by the way. Yes. I've had one, two, three, four people. Yes. Who have signed up to make butterflies and add to the decor of the dungeon. This weekend? Uh, no, it's not going to happen this weekend. Oh, thank God. Okay. I'm not coming to that party. I have a feeling those are not going to be more private scenes. Okay, that's fine. I'm looking at them right now and I'm like, fucking A. <laughs> okay, stop. You look like the Joker. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're yeah. not doing the Halloween episode anymore. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. All right. Number seven. They want more out of life. Kinky people are tired of the monotony of everyday life. They're tired with their nine to five job. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> They're tired with daily bullshit. Yes. yes. They want something more out of life. They're not satisfied with what they have and are willing to work hard to make their lives better. I don't, I mean, I don't know that that's a kink thing. No, that's just if you work a nine to five job, they suck. I, I think anybody who goes, life as it is right now, this is all I want or need. I'm like, yay you, is that true? Or is it just all you think you can have? I, I don't, to me, that's not a kink quality. No, I, I feel like that's just a growing human thing. Like you should evolve. My wants and needs are not the same in my, oh, I'm just going to say it, say it, say it. Hold on. No, in my late 30s. <laughs> Wow, that that was a. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you for that. That was the drum roll. You keep yeah. it in. Mm-mm, that was very. No, I don't like it. Anyway, I'll have to keep it in anyway. <laughs> but I don't like it. So, 
in my late 30s, my my wants, desires out of life and everything were different than they were in my 20s. They have to be. They should be. Moving forward, I'm going to change again. It's always evolving. I'm always evolving. I mean, my hard limits of old are my favorite (laughs) kinks of today. Now, I don't, what hard limits I have left, I, I have four hard limits left. Getting peed on. Well, not including your standard permanent mutila- mutilization. That's not a word. Mutilation. mutilation. Oh, my God. I'm tired. That one, that one will always remain. I don't know. And I don't want to be with anybody who is okay with, like, literally cutting off body parts. No, thank you. But, and I have a feeling objectification, humiliation will stay a hard limit forever. Okay. Because that's. That is the only part of any of my kinks having to do with childhood dra- trauma. Those two hard limits. Yep. But things like water sports and scat, I will probably always have those as a hard limit as a bottom. But I'm starting to rethink whether or not I could do them as a top. And for me, any bodily fluid, probably a permanent hard limit. Yeah, I, I would th- say that's probably case for me it's there is no evolving from that that's just that's a thing okay so that leads really oddly into number eight well timed perfectly and it's really funny because dara according to this article you should date a non-kink you should date a kinky person because they can tolerate pain and humiliation it takes a certain type of person to be able to handle both emotional and physical pain a resilient person who is not only strong-willed but also secure enough in himself to handle emotionally intense experiences. I can't do any of that. I cry at the drop of a hat when I have to go talk to my boss about something stupid. I can tolerate pain. I can't. Nope. But I can't tolerate humiliation. It depends. If it's on purpose, I can handle it. Like if it's in a scene. But if it's from somebody else, oh my God, no. Okay, so story. Story time. Went to a social gathering of my coworkers after work. There were pictures taken, and one of the people sent the pictures out as a mass email to the entire building the next day. Oh my God, look at us. We did a great job. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. That picture of me was awful. One of the most unflattering pictures that have ever been taken of me. And I know this person took more than one picture of me because when I noticed they were taking a picture, I stopped what I was doing, turned and smiled and handed up for the camera. There is no reason that they could have taken, posted only that picture. I was fucking pissed. I sent them a message privately. I said, I said, next time, please be more aware of the pictures that you send out to full staff without other people's permission. That's a horrible picture. I would have preferred that you take something else. So then I kept getting people responding to just me or emailing just me. What a great picture. Like totally sarcastic or stopping me in the hall. Um, yeah, that that picture. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Stop mentioning it. Clearly it was disgusting picture. I cannot handle that kind of humiliation. I don't think this person really realized what they were doing because they're kind of an idiot. But that's not the kind of humiliation that I am dealing with. And this thing right here, being able to handle both emotional and physical pain, 
that's not that makes it sound like if their picture were being circulated around their office, they would be able to handle that with grace. No, you can't. That's a fucking bullshit thing to happen. When they're talking about this, if it's there's a difference between somebody doing that and it's accidental and like, oh, fucking shit, this is really mean versus a scene that was pre-planned by you. Huge difference. Then I can handle the humiliation. I like it. I can't handle the pain, but I like it. I am definitely resilient and I am sure as fuck strong willed. Yes. But I don't think that has anything to do with kinky. I was resilient and strong-willed from birth. It's sort of what my people do. And that and being a Gen Xer. It's a, it's a hell of a combination. I, I think to say that we can tolerate pain and humiliation, I, I don't know about that being necessarily a good thing. It's like, can, I, can we tolerate pain and humiliation because we haven't had a choice? No. I, I mean, I, I think I it's don't different. Know. I think it's different. If you're choosing... What you're going to tolerate, pain and humiliation wise, there's a vast difference between that and something that just happens that you're not prepared for. Yeah, I I didn't understand this. I think this idea that as kinksters were resilient and strong-willed is, again, another one of those generalizations. I know a lot of very vulnerable kinksters who I would never describe as resilient. If anything, I find myself sometimes getting frustrated because I'm like, Get over it. But that's also the Gen Xer in me talking. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I grew up with the, we definitely were the what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. You were the suck it up buttercup generation. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and I still, and also it is a very common thing amongst my people to say something like, well, we can choose to laugh or cry and we choose to laugh. Like our, our sense of humor is a little sick and twisted because the option is to cry or laugh and we are going to choose laughing. Yeah, sometimes I just can't help it, though, when I just cry. Yeah. I'm more likely to cry from happy stuff than sad stuff. No, I'll just cry at anything. Though I did get so angry a couple times in the last month that I, like, almost cried because I was just so full of anger and the emotions. Yeah, they spew. Yeah. So, I, I uh, all right, anyway, we're going to go on because that one, I don't know how I feel about that one. All right, number nine, they have a better understanding of relational dynamics. Power dynamics manifest themselves in every relationship, whether we like it or not. Instead of sweeping them under the rug, kinky individuals acknowledge their existence and use them to strengthen their relationship as opposed to underhandedly manipulating their partner. I kind of sort of agree with that one. We have, and we have a, a and I'm assuming we're talking about people who, who, are, who understand DS because not every kinkster, again, is involved in the DS. It is very true, even in vanilla relationships, that you are going to have some sort of power dynamic. Now, the difference might be is the power dynamic changes. Yeah. Right? My first marriage, the power dynamics were such that he earned more than I did. He was, he was a bigger breadwinner than I was. But I ran the house. Actually, the same thing with my second marriage. Very traditional. Okay. Very traditional again. He made more money, but I ran the house. And we were very aware of that. And it worked for us. Now, somebody might have a different power dynamic in their relation. And it's like I, the argument I once had with my, with, with my ex-husband about the kids. 
where I looked at him and I said, where do you think this is 50-50 when it comes to our kids? Mm-hmm. I'll give you 49, but it's 51-49. I have the deciding vote when it comes to our kids. <laughs> I'd probably do the same. <laughs> okay. Well, again, Judaism is a matriarchal society, so that's not a surprise. Um, but Do you know I actually once had an argument with my ex about like future kids? Thank God we didn't have any. But he blew a gasket because I said, if we have a girl, we're getting their ears pierced. Blew a fucking gasket. Well, that's very traditional for for your people. My culture, both of my cultures. I am Italian and Cuban. You pierce the girl's ears. My mom got hers done at three days old. I got mine done at three months old. The grandmother buys the the earrings for it. I mean, like, it's a huge tradition in both my cultures. Listen, we snip off a part of the penis. I mean, I would probably do that, too. So, you know. Not me. Little ear piercing is, you know, nothing. I don't see the problem with it, and it looks fucking cute. But no, he's he was very, and I said, no, no, I don't give a shit what your opinion on this is. This is uh, this is a cultural thing. This is what we're doing. So thank fuck I never had any kids with him because that would have been a long ass fight. So we we do have I I agree that we do have a better understanding of relational dynamics with the assumption that you have to sit down, negotiate, and then everybody consents to how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them that one. Number ten, they're adventurous. Never a dull moment. They're willing to take risks. Okay, for the most part, I agree with that. But the risks that I take are calculated risks. Right. They're not... They're not just willy-nilly risks. Yeah. They, I mean, I, that's hence being why I like risk-aware, consensual kink. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, prick, which takes it, for me, to the next level. I'm aware of all the risks. I don't just take risks for the sake of taking risks. I've looked into... The potential, you know, things that could go wrong and I'm prepared to deal with them if they go wrong. I mean, I'm adventurous. I don't know that I would say that about every kinkster. I mean, would you describe yourself as adventurous? (laughs) No. Yeah. Didn't think so. No. I'm also impulsive, which is part of the adventure. Am I impulsive? I'm impulsive when it comes to shopping. See, I don't consider that impulsive. (laughs) I'm like, hey, I see it. I want it. That's I look at it as I'm helping to grow the economy. Yeah, of China. I I buy from all over. <laughs> well, anyway, point is, I don't I would not consider myself I I mm, I don't do risks. I really don't. I'll sit there and make a pro con list of everything. Well, and and the funny thing is is for all that I do crazy shit, it, I, I'm, I've done such an incredible job of making sure that everything is as safe as possible that I, it's hard for me to even look at them as risky. Yeah. I don't know that I, no, I definitely, I mean, we can do adventurous stuff like to Vanilla's, it looks probably like insane. But again, they are very calculated risks that have been negotiated and thought out. To the point of they're no longer a risk. And who decides what's adventurous? Do you think my needles are adventurous? Yeah. 
Well, I would have thought you would have said there's something like crazy or stupid or something like that. Not Look, adventurous. Climbing a damn mountain is adventurous. Um, doing something like that, I mean, that can fucking kill you. But so can climbing the stairs. <laughs> yes. As I have proven. <laughs> Especially when your bladder's full and the bathroom is so far, far away. And Rara's bladder is also full <laughs> and she's in front of me and we're still laughing going up the stairs. <laughs> That's adventurous. That's risky. It, the shit that we do, like there's so much that we've, pulled out of the risk factor mm-hmm. at that point. All right. Number 11, they love harder. Kinky folks are intense and that intensity carries over to the person they love. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Again, that's more of a personality thing. Like, I know that I can love very intensely, but I can also be so indifferent. You're like, um, are we still together? <laughs> like, it just depends. It depends on my mood. Your mood? My mood. I am a whole mood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think who determines what's harder? Like, what is what does harder mean? I'm going to love you and squeeze you and call you George. Am I intense about some stuff? Sure. We're human. Everybody's intense about some stuff. And other stuff I would not say I'm intense about. I, I just, yeah, this one is, it's hard. And I, I think to say, to say things like kinksters love harder to me falls along the lines of when I hear kinksters know how to communicate better. No. And my answer is, who says? Not, no, not all the time. I can't communicate shit half the time to my husband because I'm like, I don't know if I really want to say that to them. It might hurt their feelings. So like, no, not necessarily. Right, so when I hear people say, oh, uh, kinky relationships are better than vanilla relationships because we communicate better. No, we don't. I know vanilla relationships that have lasted for years and they have great communication skills. Yeah. I, I mean, I think all partnerships should communicate well. All couples should communicate well with each other. Couples, throuples, and other such peoples. Other upples? Are there other upples? Well, I don't know. Well, if you've got, if you've got couples and throuples, you should have other upples. <laughs> Quadruples? Yeah. Septuples? Octuples? I mean, what is my sister wives? How many are they? do they have in that relationship? I don't know. I've never seen that. Me neither. But they're not in a relationship with each other. But they that's are. That's not a thruple. Because they're metamorphs. But that's not a thruple. No. It's a polycule. Yes. There's a difference. I learned. But there's still a relationship. Yes. Because there's... Yes. Especially because some of them hang out together. They do kitchen table poly, not... I'm so confused i'm sorry all right should we move on yeah all right number 12 they prioritize pleasure not in a purely hedonic way am i saying that right hedonist so it's he don't i know the word hedonist hedonic i don't know how to say that yeah i've never seen that they understand the complexities of pleasure and how it can be a very fulfilling component to a well-rounded life i would say that's true Just depends on what you consider pleasure. Exactly. That was me. Yeah, I know it was you. Glad you're finally admitting it. That one was clearly me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think in that sense, 
we have made the effort to do the things that we love to do. Yes, as often as possible. Right. Now, honestly, though, but I know vanillas who feel the same way, who they really love to travel. So they make an adventure every year to travel somewhere. It's a priority and it's a fulfilling component of their well-rounded life. I could probably travel if I didn't spend so much money on electro gear. Yeah, I could probably travel if I didn't spend so much. Yeah, but this is what we're prioritizing. <laughs> I just, I just, just I know. And then I thought on clothes, <laughs> on shoes. shoes, on everything Stuffies. the fuck else. Dog food. <clears throat> oh, wait, that I have to. That's a requirement. On dogs. Just leave it on, on dogs. On dogs. Yeah. If I had not gotten the dogs, I probably would have had a hell of a lot more money. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's my feeling on that one. It's like, it's, we should all prioritize pleasure. And I don't know that I would say kinksters prioritize pleasure any more than anybody else does. No, I don't think so. We just have a different view of what is pleasure. Exactly. Oh my God, did we, did we agree on something? I know. All right, so number 13. Lucky number 13. They're smarter. Well, okay. Oh, well, obviously. Okay. We know that. Uh, you don't have to tell <laughs> us. It's fine. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> I don't think we should just end it right there. We're done. <laughs> just they're smarter. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Yes, yes, we are. Thank you so much Thank for you. noticing. I appreciate it. Queen wave. Queen, Queen wave. wave. Yes. Yes, we're waving. We're you waving. can't see it, but we are. We are so totally yes. waving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I like ending on a high note there. I think that's it. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, keep going. Okay. Because they're more introspective, inquisitive, and challenging of society, kinky people tend to be more self-aware and just plain smarter. And we took a nosedive. I think we should have just started with <laughs> they're smarter. I, how is being more self-aware being just plain smarter? It's not. So, like, remember there was this whole thing about, like, the different kinds of smart? Yeah. Well, I only know of the two, the book smart and the street smart. No, like, totally different. There's the intro- there's the self-introspective part. There's the part, like, there's the one where you know yourself. There's that kind of smart. There's the one where you're really good at knowing other people. There's that kind of smart. I don't remember. There's, like, eight of them. Okay. I am apparently not smart enough to know what those are. <laughs> just saying i learned them in college i don't know what to tell you but it's like eight different yeah. kinds of smart do you know how long ago it was that i was in college like 20 years keep going 40 uh i graduated in 1987 God. i was like starting kindergarten so i was 87 97 <laughs> you're not book smart either <laughs> i see <laughs> i'm running out of fingers <laughs> I'm getting so old. do you have toes yes they're all the way down there oh so what is that 37 36 years ago. Yeah. 36. God damn. All right. 36 years ago that I graduated college. No, thank you. All right. Look, so the whole introspective, inquisitive, challenging of society, that's like a one level of smart. You can be that kind of smart. It doesn't, being introspective doesn't make you self-aware, first of all. I would say not every kingster is self-aware, to say the least. And not every kingster is smart. <laughs> I've had my own personal instances where I have not been smart, where it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stop saying stupid shit. And it's like, oh, um, I did not mean to actually say that out loud. That was really fucking dumb of me because I wasn't reading the room. Listen, we've all done 
stupid shit. Are you admitting it? I just said it. We've all done. I'm did part you, of we. You heard, Did you hear the you hesitate when you said we've all done stupid shit? The hesitation was because I was trying to think of the right way to say it. Mm. No, no, I mean, there's plenty it, of have shit. Have I done stupid shit? Oh, fucking course I've done stupid shit. I'm impulsive. I learn best from making mistakes and the stupid shit that I've done. <laughs> I'm, one of the, I'm, I'm one of those obnoxious people who you can tell me and I'll listen, but I really learn best when I do it wrong and so, find out from that. Rara, don't touch the stove. It's hot. How hot? Can I handle the hot? I don't know. You, you could try it. I mean, I learned now. Yeah. But when I was a kid. Did you touch the stove? Probably. Are you, are you going to push the button when you're told not to push the button? Uh, it depends on where hey, the button is. Hey, Rara, you get a million dollars every time you push the red button, but somebody in the world randomly... Beep. Okay. <laughs> gonna say we'll die i know i've seen that tiktok <laughs> i'm with the person who just goes who just like halfway through beep we push the button <laughs> beep 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 i'll Morse stop code, at a certain beep. point i'll stop i only need a part of the adventure being older i won't need as much money so i'll stop at 10 no 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 no, no, no ma'am keep going do all of it and then leave me the rest because i'm much younger than you and i need it more yeah you have to push the button okay fine i will push the button as long as it's guaranteed somebody i don't know it, maybe, maybe not. Mm, just don't kill my dogs. Then we'll be okay. I'll kill people. I'm not killing dogs. <gasps> oh my God. What if the button kills a dog? That's not what this, that's not what the TikTok said. But what if it kills a puppy? That's not what the TikTok said. The TikTok said people. Okay, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> See, serial killer. I'm kinky. I might actually be a serial killer if I'm okay with pushing the button. Maybe. We might be serial killers. Could we, though? Oh, well, with my, my first ex-husband, I used to think of ways that he could die. Does that count? Did you actually kill him? Uh, I don't know. Well, you have to explain that, Rara. <laughs> I can't just leave it hanging like that. <laughs> okay, so every year. Okay, let me just preface this by saying he was not a good guy. No. And I had, he was abusive, and I had a restraining order against him, so he was really not a good guy. And every year on my birthday, when I'd make my birthday wish, I would wish he'd die. <laughs> And then in 1999, he actually did die on my birthday. Wish come true. So. How many years did you wish for that, though? Four. Oh, that didn't take long. No. Oh, wow. I should have started doing that a long ass time ago. So, um, yeah. So does that does that mean I. Um, I yeah, I think you killed him. Mm -hmm. You wished him dead. He died. You're a witch. Yes. What's a Jewish witch? Grandma. <laughs> a bubby. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. No, that's bad. <laughs> oh, Stop doing that. Anyway, so that was the article. Interesting. Um, I disagreed with most of it, but I also agreed with most of it. It was, it was a lot of... Eh. I would love to interview them and find out how they came up with this. Have they dated kinksters and therefore experienced this? Are they kinksters? And this is their belief of what kinksters are like. Did they pull this out of their ass because they have the stereotypes of kinksters? Like, where, where did this come from? Because as we proved, 
most of them fall into not all kinksters. Right. Like almost all of them. And uh, again, this idea, for instance, like just about the willing to have a good time. They know how to have a good time and want to be the life of the party. I Most of the kinksters I know have some form of social anxiety. So they, even if, like, where did they come up with and most would want to be the life of the party? Yeah, I don't really see that happening. In fact, I wouldn't even say most. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, but I thought it would be fun for us to go over this. We haven't done anything like this. And if you guys like it, I get my Google alerts on a daily basis. <laughs> and I will come up with more articles. I do have some other articles already lined up. Not enough that I think we can talk an entire episode about. We're just going to do a kink in the news with a couple of articles on there. Yeah, well, I think we can do two or three in an episode. Oh, I think we're going to need a little bit more than that. Some of these articles probably won't take more than about 10 minutes of discussion at most. Oh, if that, probably, because there's ones where I'm going to look at it and be like, no, done. Yeah, it's a problem when Dar does that. Why? Because then you make me have to do it all, and then you complain that I do all the talking. I mean, I think I held my own this three episodes here. Oh, no, you did. But I'm just saying is, is a lot of times you'll do that and you just go, no, and you're done. Wipe your hands. You're done. It's like, I, I, we got to keep talking. Yeah. All right. Well. And then I keep talking because we got it. And then Dar but, goes into into our patron group and says, everybody, Rara hasn't shut up. She's just talking nonstop. I'm like, you don't leave me a choice. <laughs> hey, hey, at least I talk more than Diesel. Okay. Yeah. But when you look that good, it's okay. He's got other talents. Hi. I look good. Not right now. Hey, bitch. All right. I'm hanging up. <laughs> Goodbye. We're ending it there. Robert's being mean to me. Somebody come and save me. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.